Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area's sports station. 95.7. The game. We got another edition of Warriors Wrap-Up for you here on the home of the Warriors, 95-7 The Game. Chris Townsend and Matt Steinmetz, a game that we had been waiting for, that you looked on the schedule, and one of the reasons why we did that is because it was Steph Curry's ankle, and you were wondering, will Steph Curry be back for this game? We wanted to see the Rockets at full strength. We wanted to see the Golden State Warriors at full strength. After what we saw the first night at Oracle, we didn't end up getting that, and the Golden State Warriors... Go into Houston, and they beat him 124 to 115. And I wonder if Daryl Morey will get any sleep tonight. The Houston Rockets GM, as he has been, he hasn't been afraid to say it. It's all about beating the Golden State Warriors, and they take you out in your own gym, 124 114. Yeah, I thought it was actually a real good game tonight. It wasn't the most intense defensive game the Warriors have played this season. But you could tell these teams were kind of going at each other, especially on the offensive end. And what can you gauge from this? To me, it's a legitimate game because both teams were missing a big player. And so it was kind of, I don't really think any team had an advantage. I mean, the Warriors have an advantage because they're better. Um, but I think essentially those teams were at even strength. You give up one for the other. And I just feel like, the Warriors have the Rockets kind of where they had the Clippers a few years back. Is they just they just seem to know they can beat them, and they have a way of kind of lulling the Rockets into an up and down game, and it feels kind of good if you're the Rockets. But then the Warriors have an ability to play defense at a level that the Rockets can't, not right now anyway. And uh, they hold them to 24 points in the fourth quarter. And that's your ball game, 124-114. The number is 888 That's 888 Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Who had the advantage tonight? You had two absolute superstars out of this game who mean so much to their team. Who had the advantage at 888 I may make a case, and I know how much Harden's scoring but I may make the case that it was the Rockets who had the advantage tonight because what you're missing with Kevin Durant is you're missing a guy that not only we know one of the great scorers of all time, but now showing us what a defender he is. Harden's not a great defender. You're missing a great defender. You're missing a great rim protector. As we're talking about all these block shots, I think you could actually say if you're leaving that game tonight that the Rockets being at home and no Kevin Durant versus Harden, that would be an advantage for the Rockets. Yeah, but the Rockets can't 
tell themselves that. The Rockets have to tell themselves that not having Harden is more important to them than the Warriors not having Durant. Whether it's true or not, they've got to try to tell themselves that. And they have to tell themselves that they can beat the Warriors with James Harden, even if they can't. Because if they don't believe it, it's never going to happen. And the, the, the problem is... You take away James Harden, and the Rockets are left with Chris Paul, who's really, really good, and Eric Gordon, who can be good, and a guy named Gerald Green, who was drafted about 10 years ago, uh, who wasn't even playing about three weeks ago. And then you go to the Warriors, well, they still have Curry, uh, two-time MVP, Clay, probably the best shooting guard in the league, and Draymond Green, the defensive player of the game. So what I'm getting at is... The, the sum Rockets of all the parts are weapons. better, yeah. The Rockets just have less weapons, and if you start taking guys away from them, I think they're in more trouble. But there, you know, this was a team that got out to the best start. I mean, this yeah. was a team that was hell on wheels, and now they're 27-10. and 10. Yeah, speaking of Green, he didn't even play in college. He's a high school guy. He was what drafted, is- I want to say, in 2005, something like that. Played for a number of teams. I remember him with the Celtics. Extremely athletic, or was back in the day, but he still looks uh, athletic. Yeah, I believe he played for about eight teams. I got it. Boston, Houston for one game, then Minnesota, then Dallas, and then New Jersey, Indiana, Phoenix, Miami, Boston again. That counts as one eight. And then Houston again. Nine. Okay. All right. I was close. Uh but I He was the eighteenth overall pick in 05. I mean it's a, it's really is a it's a it's a it's a great story. Well, it's incredible because he's had three big scoring games. And if if he can give him something like that, maybe he changes the dynamic a little bit of this rivalry. I mean the the Rockets need players who can play in the game against the Warriors and be productive. And if Gerald Green can do that, he's going to play. But they still need to have James Harden and I still think they need a little luck to beat the Warriors. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. How about Draymond Green? A franchise best 21st triple double tonight of his career and of course the Golden State Warriors are 21-0 and when he has a triple-double. What a night for the Warriors. We were waiting for this game, and they come out on top. As it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. But there's one thing from this box score that if you're the Houston Rockets and you see it and you still lost, you can't be thrilled. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security right here on the home of the Warriors, 95-7 the game. Listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. What did you learn from tonight's game? At 888 957 9570, that's 888 957 9570. Because when you say, Matt, this is kind of one we've had circling on the calendar? Yeah. I think it is. Even even without Harden and Durant, it's still a big game because it has implications for home court. I'll tell you the one thing that I thought was, was kind of lost uh, in the game, and I guess. Steve Kerr ended up talking about it a little bit, was uh, Kavon Looney. 
he he was really good tonight. And what happened was Jordan Bell was struggling tonight. He was really having difficulty keeping Eric Gordon and Chris Paul in front of him on the switch uh, when they ran a pick and roll. So one of the things the Warriors are excellent at is they're big men, whether it's Draymond or or Bell at times, Durant. They can they give you a chance against guards, but but Jordan Bell was struggling. He he just he couldn't keep Paul in front of him. He was going for his head fakes, and Steve Kerr went to Looney, and Looney's more solid defensively. He doesn't leave his feet as much. He doesn't gamble. He doesn't go for big blocks, and that seemed to really work because that's what slowed down both Eric Gordon and Chris Paul just enough so that it got him out of rhythm. Before we get to the play of the game, let's hear Steve Kerr talking about Looney and complimenting him after the game. I went in the locker room and praised everybody. You know, I could have gone around the, the room individually and just told every single guy, um, great game. But I, I singled out Looney because I thought uh, it's just an amazing example of what being a professional is about in this league. And, and uh, I don't think he's played in about a month. Um, but um, this is a good matchup for him. He's really good switching onto guards and protecting the rim. And uh, I thought he came in and made a huge difference uh, on a night when we really needed it and uh it's, it's hard to explain how important that is for a team to have somebody like loon who can be professional he was inactive the other night um i don't know how many minutes he's played over the last month but he does his work every single day knows the game plan one of the smartest players on our team and um, comes in in a big setting and and just performs beautifully so uh I could say a lot of great things about everybody, but uh, to me, this was about Loon tonight. That, my friends, is called coaching. And that is how you motivate players. Even though they're pros and they're making a lot of money, they're human beings, they have egos. In a game like this, you don't need to go in and praise Steph. You don't need to, pra- you know, you don't need to praise Clay. You don't need to praise Draymond. What you do with everybody watching you there in the locker room is you play, you praise a guy that hasn't been playing. You lift that guy up in front of everybody. And that speaks volumes to these guys about the trust and love in their coach that we think coaching so much of X's and O's, no matter what the sport is. But really, at the highest level, it's about managing people. That's managing people right there. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen this from Kerr during his entire tenure with the Warriors. I mean, he never gets to high or low. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't get upset during games, and that doesn't mean that he doesn't get upset once in a while after a game, but for the most part, he keeps a very calm demeanor, and now he's got a team that knows him, and he knows, and I don't really think a lot needs to be said. Even last night when he was talking about their defense, and he he said, we were brain dead tonight, and we looked like a, a... a CYO team or a junior high team, I think he said, or grade school. It's his way of just saying, by the way, we play Houston tomorrow, so we might want to be better at defending the three. And I'm looking, Houston shot 34% from three, 17 for 50. I think you take that if you're the Warriors, uh, just because they shoot so many and it's such a part of your game, uh, their game plan, you just don't want uh, you don't want them starting to make twenty for fifty, twenty two for fifty. Now you got a problem, but seventeen for fifty, I think you can live with that. 
So many times, managers, coaches, head coaches, they'll use the media to get to their players. So they'll say something, and it's happened with Jordan Bell, it's happened with different guys this season, where he'll say something, and you know it's going to happen. All the beat writers, after they talk to Steve or whoever the coach is, and they're going to go in and say, hey, did you hear that he said this about you? But so many of these Warriors, I wonder at this point, I mean, you go to Clay Thompson. I mean, what do you think's Clay? Clay's going to be like, whatever. I mean, these guys, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a different world. It's a different generation of athletes, but I like to see it. And before we get to the play of the game, I know they, they chucked up, they chucked, they had 53 point attempts, 50 Houston did, but Houston's got to be thinking. Cause to me is Houston like the Oakland A's. They're like the really the first team. I know the Dodgers kind of started it way back with Branch Rickey, but when we think about sabermetrics in baseball, we're going to think about Moneyball and Billy Bean, and then everybody else gets on board, and then some people even perfect it better than you. But would the Rockets be like the A's when it comes to analytics in basketball? That's Yeah, I think so. I think so. They They keep it really simple. I mean, they feel like... Let's take a layup, let's take a three, and let's not take anything in the middle or as few shots in the middle as possible. They don't want to take 10 to 20-footers. So they have they've tried to kind of make that their their identity, their style, and they and they do do it more than anybody else. Uh the the problem is is you still have to make enough threes to make it to make it worthwhile and Against the Warriors, 17 of 50, I don't think that's going to do it. And the reason it's not going to do it is because the game itself is going to be an up-tempo game. If if they're going to take that many threes, that means it's going to be up and down. Well, then the Warriors are going to get open threes. What I mean is, is you're not going to be able to take 50 shots and then kind of play a Memphis Grizzlies type of game where you could theoretically grind out defensive possessions against the Warriors. No, it's impossible. You're going to be you're going to be getting your shots, so you're going to have to be giving some up at the other end. And that's where I don't know that you can beat the Warriors with quantity of three point shots. It's got to be quality. Yeah, because they're walking out of here. They had four more threes, and I got to think if they think they have more threes than the Warriors, they should win. But they're just their efficiency is nowhere near. As you said, volume. I you know. I mean, quantity versus quality. It's like no comparison. Sometimes, and the thing about the Rockets, I think, is they they sometimes can be one dimensional because it's such a part of their game. They may have nights where they go eleven for forty, and that's just the way it's going to be. Some nights, the Warriors sometimes they can fall into that trap, but not. Not as much as you think. And sometimes when their threes aren't falling, they try to do other things and they can make up for it that way. So it feels to me like when the Rockets don't shoot well from three-point range, they're going to struggle. And if the Warriors don't shoot well from three-point range, they can still get by. They can still win some games. Matt, think about this. When they started the three-point line in the NBA, no one would really take one. Right. It would vary. Right. It was always maybe in a little bit of a desperation or something like Larry Bird would take one a game. Right. Can you imagine telling those teams back then, we're going to get to a time where a team's taken 50 a game? What do you think they would have said back then? They would have, it would have been hard for them to imagine. Funny thing is, we had Rick Barry on the show this morning, and I was asking him just that because he played in the ABA. 
And I said, when when they brought that line or when you played with that line, did you would you ever imagine that teams would be taking forty or fifty threes? You know what he said? Well, yeah, if you grew up and you could practice that shot for your entire life, then yeah, I would have believed it. But we didn't we didn't grow up shooting it. So there it was, and then we just started shooting it a little bit. I got one for you. And this is apropos of almost nothing, except you brought it up about Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, hey, how about this? In the ABA, sorry, but in the ABA, I just looked up they his numbers. They didn't use it a lot in the ABA either. He didn't even, Rick Barry. No. First year attempted 0.3. Yeah, it wasn't big. Second year was 0.8. Then it was 1.5 a game, and then finally 3 a game. And then it wasn't to, so Rick didn't have the three point line until 79 80. And at that point, at the, that was the last year of his career, and he attempted three a game. It wasn't as big a part of the ABA as people think. It was a catch up mechanism, usually used in the fourth quarter, and wasn't really used effectively because nobody really shot it that well. Okay, so you brought something up that I've been a little bit curious about, too. Uh, triple doubles. Draymond's got 20. And you're like, how can Wilt Chamberlain not have it's, how, a lot of triple doubles? How, how does Draymond Green with 21 is the all-time franchise leader? And I'm like, how did Wilt, with all the points and all the rebounds, I mean... So so get this. How's that possible? I, I don't know. And maybe, that's, maybe somebody can help us with this. So get this, Townie. I go to Will Chamberlain. He had one year where he averaged over eight assists a game. So I'm thinking, well, that's got to be a year that he had a ton of triple doubles. So I start going down, and I get, there's like one, two, and then there's a game he has 13 assists, like 15 games into the year. He's got 18 rebounds, 13 assists, and one point. So I'm like, what? So I go to the box score, and I'm looking at a box score right now. All right, I'm looking at a box score, November fourth, nineteen sixty-seven. Will Chamberlain played forty-four minutes for the Philadelphia 76ers against the San Francisco Warriors. He didn't take a shot. He didn't take one shot. He was zero for zero from the field. <laughs> How's that possible? He must have been. I don't know. He must have been not shooting on purpose. I, I don't know why he wouldn't shoot. They won the game 117 110. Wait a minute. They won a game? He took zero Will... shots. <laughs> he... So he got fouled and he made one free throw? One for two from the line. <laughs> Can you imagine if you had a player that dominant in today's game? I, so let me just and see he something. Let me go to the next shot. game. Let me see what he did next game, just just for kicks. He took 12 shots the next game. He was 8 for 12. He had 19, 11, and 5. So I. <laughs> That's squirrely. I, I don't, you know, I, I got to do some research into that. Let's put it that way. And the man I'm going to be talking to is Jim Barnett because he'll, he'll, he'll have explanations. And what year was this? That was 67, uh, 67, 68. The year after the Philadelphia 76ers had one of the greatest teams of all time. That is that is unbelievable. And Jim was on uh, Jim was on the Rockets that year. In fact, I'm looking at a Sixers Rockets box score. In fact, so <laughs> how about this for Small World? Jim Barnett played against Wilt the game after he didn't take a shot in 44 minutes. I wonder if he'll remember anything about that. Well, because they would have had some type of scouting report or some something. So Jim, they would have known. 
Right? If he played him the very next game, they would have known, hey, Wilt didn't even shoot. I know. I know. Yeah, I got to get the story from Jim How on is that. the biggest, baddest man to have ever played the game not shoot in a game? I don't know. And at that point, he was 30 years old, so it wasn't like he was old and he was done. It sounds to me like he might have been upset with something. Might have been a little uh, rift, maybe, yeah, going exactly. on. It is time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Chris Paul feeds Capella in traffic, lost the ball, stripped by Draymond. Clay Thompson leads Andre on the breakaway, goes up and slams it down with the right hand. The Warriors lead by five, and Mike D'Antoni up off the bench. He wants a Houston timeout. That's your play of the game. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. What did you learn from this game tonight? And, of course, the Warriors with 13 threes. That means tomorrow Joe Lowe and Dibs will give away a pair of JBL headphones, and they'll do that at 8, 12 in the morning. Don't forget, every single time the Warriors hit 12 or more three-pointers, the morning show will give away JBL headphones to a lucky listener. The number is 888-957-9570. Warriors with the win. 124 to war to 124 to 114. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security right here on 957 the game. Curry now gets a walking screen by Iguodala. Guarded by Gerald Gray. Curry off the dribble. It's a three. It's up and it's nothing but the bottom of the net for Steph Curry. And the Warriors lead 118 to 108. It's a different game, you know, when you play these guys. It's so wide open. Um, it's an offensive game, and so stops are hard to come by. Um, but the biggest thing is when they go on a run, you know, we have to respond. We can't, uh, you know, get our heads down. We've got to execute and make some shots and, and uh, get right back. And it was, there was a, some wild swings in that game, and um, I thought both teams really competed and responded every time the other team made a run. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Townie and Steiny with you after the Warriors beat the Rockets 124-114. to Steve Kerr brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, where saving is simple. Online at walnutcreekjeep.com. Steph Curry. He's been pretty damn good since uh, he came back from uh, missing 11 games. 33 points. How about this? 33 points per game. Okay. 5.3 assists. Six rebounds. Shooting 61% from the field. And 56% from three-point range. Not bad. No, and the thing that's amazing is... I don't detect a lot of rust on his game. So he comes back in the first game against Memphis, and I guess he had, what, 38 points in 26 minutes, which is phenomenal. But a lot of times, and you you see this in a lot of sports, Townie, a player comes back from injury, and they come back with a bang, maybe. Maybe a guy comes off the disabled list in baseball, he hasn't played in three weeks, and, and the first game back he goes three for four. Well, that's what Curry did. He came back and had 38. At some point, though, 
there's usually shortly thereafter a player coming back, just a little bit of a slump. And Curry's had nothing like that. And now he's essentially a week back from his injury, and he looks every bit the player he was before the injury. And heck, we may be looking back at this three or four weeks saying this might have been the best thing to happen to him. Because now, you know, you got a little... I mean, look, he's been... He's played... He's been an Iron Man for the Warriors the last three seasons. Played virtually every game, 78-plus. And so this is going to be the first year he's going to miss... He missed time three or four weeks. So you know what? It's not going to, It's not the worst thing in the world that, that he got banged up. So when I read you those numbers... And the Warriors now taking over the number one spot in the Western Conference. Is it possible Steph Curry is putting himself back into MVP consideration? Long way to go, I understand. It's a great question. I went back and did some research on this, actually. and Not as much research as you did on Wilt Chamberlain. No, actually more, believe it or not. What if this, I told you that? This Wilt Chamberlain thing is pretty fascinating, because some people are like... What about point shaving? Well, I have a, I have a text. throwing the. I mean, I have a text. Shoot. I have a text into Jim Barnett. Okay, good. Just to see. Now, I don't expect him to get back to me tonight, but the next time I have him on the radio, I'm definitely going to ask him about. Because I didn't think about that until someone brought it up on the PinskyAutoSales.com text line. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain not shooting the basketball in a game at the age of 30 is fishy as, as, as hell. And how about this? Later that season, he had a game where he went 30 for 40 from the field. <laughs> so, so, I mean, looking forward to uh, to Jim Barnett getting back to us. Uh what were we saying about Steph Curry? MVP? Yeah, so I went back and looked at all the MVPs uh, since the beginning of the league, and the the fewest games that any MVP winner ever played in a season was Bill Walton in seventy seven seventy eight. He played fifty eight games and he won the MVP. Nobody since then has played fewer than 71 games in an MVP season. And Curry's not going to get there. No. The best Curry can get to is probably 68. And so Iverson, the well, year I, he won You it, know what? I don't think he'll even get to that because if they have a big lead, I know there's going to be times where Curry's going to sit him. He may be in the mid-60s. Right. So the question is, will that be enough? Mm. Because Iverson, when he won it in the early 2000s, he played 71 games. That was the lowest... That's since Bill Walton. Everybody else has always been at least 75, pretty much, or up. Now, the question is this. Who's in the running? Well, James Harden's in the running. He's going to miss some games. So if James Harden misses 10, 15 games, Curry misses 10, 15 games, that leaves who? LeBron. You know what? He's been known to, he's been known to shut it down for a few weeks at a time. So... Maybe this is the year where all the top candidates only play 70 games. We'll see. We'll, we'll see about Durant, too. Durant will be in there. He, maybe he'll end up playing a ton of games, and that'll give him an advantage. Time to hear from the fans. Brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nation's. Let's go to Dennis and Henderson. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, guys. Really enjoy your work. And... uh I think I might have the answer for you on Wilt's uh, shooting in that in that lack of shooting in that game. I remember reading his autobiography as a kid, and that season he went in on with kind of a mission of, hey, 
I've already led the league in scoring. I've already led the league in, in rebounding. I'm going to lead the league in assists. So early in the season, he just would not shoot. He was always looking to make plays. And that game he had that you mentioned, he had 13 assists, and he did end up leading the league in assists with 8.6. Yeah, you know what? So it it doesn't say eight point six led the league, but that's what I heard that eight point six led the league. I'm looking at Basketball Reference, but it, yeah, it's. I just find it fascinating that he didn't take a shot in 44 minutes. But I had heard that quote unquote one year he decided he wanted to try to lead the league in assists, and so this must have been the year. That's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty aggressive run at wanting to lead the league in assists. And you know what's funny? Yeah, is he, got, what he, he got traded after that season. Yeah, and I think what happened too is that he kind of padded his lead early in the season, and then he kind of went back to more conventional style, kind of later in the year. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I, I appreciate the call because I uh, love to get information on that kind of stuff. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's uh, fascinating. I, I can't wait to hear Barnett's answer. Because they, they, they're playing on the next game. They would have known. They would have known the scouting right. report. No doubt. No I mean, doubt. What would that be like going into a game against Wilt Chamberlain and you have no idea, is this guy going to try and score? Is he just going to try and pass? I mean, that would just be it, wild. It is, it is strange. See, now I'm looking. The year he averaged 8.6 assists. Let me look at the – I mean, I can't – you know, this is some post-game show. We're really really locking up that Rockets-Warrior game. Um but yeah, the Warriors, let's get back to why we even got there, because Draymond Green is, is 21st assist tonight, and now they're 21-0 and when he has that many assists. I mean, that's pretty incredible, Townie. Yeah, 21-0 and when, they, when, he, when he has a triple-double. And it just showed, like tonight, the versatility that this guy has... And what he's grown in as a player, because, you know, we've all been excited about Jordan Bell and, wow, mm-hmm. what Jordan Bell can be. But Draymond Green, what what, what he just—you have to be really smart to do what he does and to get what he does with his skill set. Because we're not going to sit here and say he's the best athlete on the floor. No. No, we're not. But, but he might but, be the best mind on the floor. Yeah, and he's also— He's deceptively athletic though. He's got he's got he jumps higher than you think he jumps. He's got a better wingspan, a longer wingspan than you think. And the one thing that just can't be recreated or other players can't recreate it is how hard he plays. You know, tonight I was watching the game and I thought through maybe half the game, I his turnovers have been bothering me a little bit. It just seems like he's getting careless and he's taking chances that he shouldn't. But you look at the game and he has 17 points, 10 assists, 14 rebounds. It's like if your power forward's going to have 10 assists and four turnovers, that's fine. That's fine. So you almost find yourself nitpicking Draymond's game, even though it's a remarkable game that he had tonight. That's how good he is. Well, and for the Warriors, only 12 turnovers. That was big. Yeah. Yeah, that was. And they, they, they turned it over early, early in the game, and then they got better as the game went on in terms of taking care of the ball. And again, I think that's where Iguodala playing as much as he played helps. Because I think when Iguodala plays 30 minutes, he played 31 tonight, he gives him stability. 
They they just tend not to get so frenetic at times. And he's a, he's a calming influence, no doubt about it. Is Iguodala, and I think he has a he has a role in keeping those uh, turnovers down. Here is Steph Curry talking about Draymond Green and the triple doubles. It's a crazy kind of thing to hear. You kind of take catches you off guard a little bit. Uh, he's still you know, he's only six years into the league, and he really didn't even play his first two years, really. Um, so see how fast he's, he's got to that level. And, um, the way he's just raised his level of play every year is, 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 is you know, pretty impressive. There is no way... Anyone saw this coming? How good Draymond was going to be? Correct. No doubt about it. He wouldn't no have been a second-round pick. No way. I don't care what fan. I don't care. Because you remember, that was back in the day when I was doing the show with Buker, And Buker was doing sidelines. Right. So we had to be at the arena before the game, early before the game. So I got to see everybody come out and shoot. And he was a part. It was him. Harrison Barnes, and I can't remember who the other guy was. They were the first three rookies to come out and shoot. Right. And Draymond Green was a guy that wasn't getting a hold. There was no one. You knew Draymond Green because of his career at Michigan State. But Draymond Green wasn't getting any run at that point. Right. And there wasn't anybody clamoring for Draymond Green at that point. I mean, it 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 is truly one of the great... If this keeps going the way it's going... It's going to be one of the best draft picks in the history of the NBA. Yeah, I don't think that's a far fetch. I don't think that's... You start looking at the titles? Right. I mean, at some point, Draymond Green, to think that he could be... Because remember, the Basketball Hall of Fame is your entire career. Right. You throw his career in at Michigan State, then you throw in if he has a long, prolific career and wins a bunch of championships... I know some people like Draymond Green Hall of Fame. Yeah, because you'd count what he did in college, and he had a great college career. I mean, he's also what? He's a two time All Star already, I think. And he's defensive, -time, defensive def player of the year. Two time world champion. I mean, he's he's on a pace for it, absolutely. I mean, you're not going to be able to take those accolades away from him. By the way, I finally found the answer to a question that I've been asking myself. All right, so in 67 68. When everybody says, that's the year Wilt Chamberlain led the league in assists. All right, I figured it out. He led the league in total assists that year, but he did not lead the league in assists per game. That was Oscar Robertson, who averaged 9.7 assists, but he just played 65 games that year. So Wilt Chamberlain did lead the league in total assists that year, but not in assists per game. There you go. I never knew that. I never knew half this stuff I'm finding out on the post-game show tonight. It's like we're, we're learning together. Well, I don't know how much you're learning, but I'm finding out a lot of stuff. By the way, I'm going to read you a resume here, and I want you to tell me if, if this is not the start of a Hall of Fame career. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Draymond comes to the middle. Lob inside for West, who gets open, goes up, and jammed it with the left hand. Suddenly, they've got a 10-point lead again. 108-98. Everything here is unpredictable tonight. It's just crazy. It's a real grinder, but, boy, it's entertaining. 
it's nice to see that from him. You know, he's emotionally invested in the game. And, and obviously with KD out, um, I think he understands how, how important he is to what we do and his opportunity to to uh, you know create those momentum you know, swings and, and hit big shots and, and just do his thing. So uh, it's, it's, it's always funny when you get a, any kind of emotion out of him. Um, fist pump, a smile, make eye contact, whatever it is. Uh, that's huge. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Draymond Green. I want to read this to you. As you heard Steph just talking about Draymond. Once again, the Basketball Hall of Fame is about your entire career. That includes college. Two-time NBA champion. Two-time NBA All-Star. All-NBA second team and third team. NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Three-time NBA All-Defensive First Team. Led the NBA in steals in 2017. You can stop. Wait, hold on. Consensus First Team All-American in 2012. Big Ten Player of the Year in 2012. First Team All-Big Ten. I mean, it goes on and on. I mean... I think he's got enough. I think he'll have enough there in the pros. Won't even have to deal with college. College is obviously a part of it. But, you know, let's just say hypothetically the Warriors win two more titles. So he's got four. So he's going to have four titles. He's probably going to make another three or four all-star teams, you would think. I mean, he's certainly headed to the Hall of Fame right now. Unless something happens to derail that, he's headed to the Hall of Fame. And he's only 27 years old. He'll be 28 in March. Right. Yeah, He's got years to go. Well, now, he is worth talking about in terms of longevity because he's somebody who puts his body through the ringer and he guards bigger men night in and night out and he lays it out there. Those players do tend to have a shorter career. Um, always talk to Bobby Sur about this. If you remember Bobby Sur, the former warrior, and he was kind of a kamikaze out on the on the court diving around and didn't really take care of his body uh, when he was playing the game. Um, and he, he, you know, he ended up retiring or not being able to play after nine or 10 years. And he was talking to him one day. He's like, yeah, you know, sometimes I wonder if I might've left a little, you know, left a little out there or left a little inside me. Maybe I could have played another two or three years in the league, but my body was just so broken down. And I was like, well, if you wouldn't have played like you played, you might not have played for 10 years in the first place. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's kind of the way I, I've rationalized it. But uh, And I think Draymond is going to have a career, I think it's going to be on the shorter side rather than the longer side, but that's just based on kind of evidence in the past. It doesn't mean he, he can't be an outlier. Yeah, but you know what, though? These guys don't play huge minutes. True. That's the one thing. It's like they've managed these guys' minutes to where we're not talking about how the old guys played every single game and they would play, what, 40-something minutes a game. Warriors don't even come close. You know, the most minutes he's played in a season on average is 34.7. 
Right now he's averaging thirty one point seven. Yeah, so they, a great point. They don't play as much, and and when they really get going, how many times are these guys sitting in the fourth in certain games? Yes, but you also have to look at the other part of that. And let me uh, get him up here right now, Draymond Green. Here's the other part you have to look at because you're absolutely right about that. But you also have to look at playoff games. So that's where many, LeBron is amazing. So Draymond Green, you know how many playoff games he's played? Eighty. So that's a season. Yeah. So he's played an extra season. LeBron's over 200 now, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And Pippen's Jesus. over 200. And now, during the playoffs, he averages 34 minutes a game. You would Those games are probably more intense. So, you know, you start playing 200 playoff games, which Warrior players are headed toward over the years. That's almost three seasons. Two, 240 is that, three seasons. That puts you in the Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely! You it play, also you play in two hundred playoff games. <laughs> you would think. You would That's think. That's insane. Let's go to Greg in San Francisco. Good evening, Greg. Hey, thanks, guys. As usual, yeah. Uh, always going about the Warriors here. Hey, uh, Matt, I wanted uh, to talk to you real quick about Nick Young. One thing about Nick Young, at least you can count on, on the ball moving when he's in the game. To me, that can be really important during a rally. And those, that game tonight had three or four rallies in both directions. You can at least count on him. And he's not quite the ball hog shooter. People make him out. He can pass the ball, drive the hoop. And, you know, compared to what uh, McCaw, you know, the ball can slow down and, 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 and and you can get in trouble that way, and to a certain degree, this Bell guy, this rookie. So I just want to get in a little little kudos for, for Young, and I think he's going to do okay the rest of the season. And, you know, I think we're going to see that. He's going to get his minutes. And, again, I like to see that the ball at least moves with him. And as a fan, I like to see that. And we'll take your comments and enjoy your show, guys. I'll give him that. You're a big swaggy three guy. No, I mean, again, He's going to help the Warriors at times this year. I think he helped them tonight. What was he? Uh, My box score. He had a good game tonight. Nick Young. 19. Just played over 19. 11 points in 19 minutes. I mean, you'll definitely take that. And, you know, right now, I think there is something to be said for McCaw being a little bit tentative. And he does hold the ball a little. You know, Nick Young, if he doesn't have a shot, chances are he is going to pass you know what i mean i mean if if he doesn't shoot then there's no real he's not really a guy to make a move to the basket off a dribble but he gets attacked on the defensive end hey look he played well tonight let's leave it let's leave it at that all right he helped the warriors tonight look there's going to be games where he helps them there's going to be games where he helps them. There's no doubt about it. And tonight was one of those games. Let's hear from Steph Curry after this win, 124-114. to 114. Yeah, 30, I mean, 34% percentage-wise, that's below what we've been giving up. And knowing how much they rely on that, and kind of, that's their game plan. They want to just outshoot you from three, and that would be their main you know, point of attack. So if you kind of withstand, withstand the tough shots that they make, and, I mean, uh, just – you know, how much they're searching for it, then, you know, over the course of 40 minutes, you feel like you give yourself a chance. On the other side of that, you got to take care of the ball, <clears throat> you know, rebound at a high level, and uh, and make them work on the on the offensive end or, or their defensive end. I think we did that pretty much all night, which uh, helped us get the win. Jamon Green had a triple-double. When you have 
have a guy like that on the court and you could stuff the box, play defense. I don't even know how to ask the question what value is Draymond for you guys, but to have him night in, night out to get those performances. It's huge. I mean, that's I mean, he's made a, a nice living off of, you know, his uniqueness and what he brings to, to to our team, and you know, there may be nights where he doesn't step, uh, stuff the stat sheet, but he still finds a way to be, you know, impactful and just based on the eye test, just watching the game, you can see him all over the place. And um, you know, night like tonight where he played the floor game, you know, helped us, you know, offensively, you know, knocking down some shots, rebounding the basketball, um, finding open guys. Playing great defense, um, you know he he brings it so and that toughness that he brings so uh, and it's pretty pretty crazy. Somebody told us in the locker room he's now I guess all time leader in triple doubles in the in the franchise history. So um, that's special and to do it so fast and and, uh, and 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 his just consistency every night is huge. In the first quarter, were you guys aware of that triple double again? No, I just found out when, uh, on the way to the shower. Um, it's just uh, it's a crazy kind of thing to hear. You kind of take catches you off guard a little bit. Uh, he's still you know, he's only six years into the league, and he really didn't even play his first two years, really. Um, so see how fast he's, he's got to that level. And, um, the way he's just raised to his level of play every year is, 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 is you know, pretty impressive. It's nice to see that from him. You know, he's emotionally invested in the game. And, and obviously with KD out, um, I think he understands how, how important he is to what we do and his opportunity to to uh, you know create those momentum you know swings and, and hit big shots and and just do his thing. So uh, it's just, it's always fun when you get a, any kind of emotion out of him. <laughs> um, fist pump, a smile, make eye contact, whatever it is. Uh, that's huge. It's all fun when you're winning. What is, is that? Nine straight road wins. I believe it's nine. How many streaks do you have to try to keep track of? It's with too team? much, Come on. for God's sakes. I mean, again, if you ask me their record right now for a hundred dollars, I I don't know. What hundred dollars? What is it? Uh, Thirty and eight. Thirty-one and 31 eight. Thirty-one and eight. There you go. You owe me twenty-five. <laughs> did you feel the earthquake last night? I did. Two forty-nine. Yes. It so, shook. So all of a sudden, my house is you know. It was rocking, right? And I wake up, and then, you know, first thing you do, you go check your kids, and you do all of that. Well, today, what my kids did was they went and checked the Arlo cameras. And the earthquake triggered a recording, the camera that I have on the front of my house. Huh. And you heard the noise, and you know, the noise of the earthquake. I gotta Pretty wild. That. I got to check that, because I got one on my front porch, too. Yeah. So you, you see it shaking? Yeah. You see the, the picture vibrating? Yeah, there's a little noise. It's not a huge right. noise, but it, there's a little noise. Did it also capture the burglar that was in the background at the time, getting ready to enter your house? That's really It scared important. the burglar, so it got the burglar <laughs> running away. But yeah, th- there's a lot of the fun things that you can do with Arlo. Smart home security cameras. And of course, you said it was exactly what, 249? That's when the earthquake was, yeah, 249. So I went, and of course my wife is like half asleep. She has no clue what I'm doing. because I 239. Because I, 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 I went 
immediately grabbed my iPad and I went, wow, that was kind of a big one. And then, you know, you can find it. How long does it take to find out how strong it was? Like, is it in real time? It was pretty immediate because all I did was I woke up. Oh, my God, we just had an earthquake because... When you wake up in the middle of the night with an earthquake, you're just wondering, oh, God, when's it going to stop? It was pretty quick. Right. But within minutes, I went on to Google and put Bay Area earthquake, and boom, four point, I think they had a 4.4 or 4.5, whatever yeah. it was. And you immediately got it. But that that's kind of the some of the fun things you can do. But the night vision is absolutely fantastic. So something goes on around your crib at night, Arlo is going to pick it up. And the thing about the 1080p HD, Matt, is that it is so clear. So even in these storms, like last night it was pouring rain when I got right. home. And, of course, when I come walking up to my front door, it picks it up. And you can, you know, you can see you me. You can check yourself out. You can check it out. And uh, the fact that it's pouring rain, it's still crystal clear, the HD of the camera. Well, and the cameras can withstand rain and moisture because of their... They're weather resistant, so that also is another good thing about them. Yeah, they're wireless. I mean, and the one thing that that has really shocked me, probably more than anything else, is the fact that the battery la- you you charge them, but the battery lasts forever. I haven't charged my originals yet. Are you serious? I'm getting low, but that, and that's been what two three months. Well, I think because my kids are constantly playing right. with Arlo that gotcha. may get my batteries. But, yeah, because I do turn mine off at times. Because it, it has only been, it's only, I think only one time I've, I've had to actually charge them. Arlo has seven days of free cloud storage for your recording. So if something happens on a Monday, you're able to pick that up, by the way, like on Wednesday or Thursday. You can still see it. You can see it for seven days. So Arlo smart home security cameras are a must for everybody. You will be back, Steiny, tomorrow. I sure will be. What do you guys got rolling tomorrow with with the guru? Uh, Mario Ellie's going to join us, talk huh. about tonight's ball game. Mark Spears going to talk about tonight's game. And I may steer the conversation to Will Chamberlain. I have a feeling you're going to be steering the conversation to the New England Patriots. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. Tom Brady, Kraft, Belichick, and the the run of the Patriots could be coming to an end in a Super Bowl year. Unbelievable. All right, partner, great stuff. I will see you next week. Yes, sir. If you haven't heard, oh, Gruden's a big deal. Oh, Garoppolo's a big deal. But a bomb supposedly is being dropped tomorrow, far bigger than Gruden, far bigger than Jimmy G. Wow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.